And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's not about me I'm only here for a minute And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try Hello, welcome to our Lads and Powers. This is Scott Powers at The Athletic. Usually I'm joined by Mark Lazarus, but Mark is out in New York covering the playoffs, having fun, and so you're stuck with me today. Uh, we wrapped up the uh, the Hawks season in our last episode and probably let that sit for a little bit. Not a whole lot going on. The, the draft lottery is on May 8th, so uh, there's there's not much probably yet between now and then. Um, the Rockford Icehawks did make the playoffs. They just squeaked in by winning on Sunday um, Arvid Soderblom started all three games over the weekend, I believe won two of them, and uh, pulled out that last one. So uh, there is some playoff hockey, and it'll be interesting. The Blackhawks have a bunch of guys they just, uh, uh, you know, they either the guys that they signed or the guys that they uh, that they loaned back to Rockford. Or, you know, there's guys like uh, Gavin Hayes and uh, Drew Camaso and um, yeah, a whole lot of them. Uh, who else is there? Uh, Paul Lewinsky, but he he's hurt, and uh, Ryder Rolston, who they just signed out of college. So there's a bunch of uh, a bunch of young prospects that are just arriving. I don't know how many will actually play in the playoffs. Um, it, it sounds like they wanted to get some of their their veterans early on in the series. They play the Iowa Wild, who they've they played it seemed like a million times so far. Um, but some of those guys might see some action. I know that was sort of the uh, the hope this year was to get in the playoffs and allow some guys from. Uh, junior college to get a kind of a taste of pro hockey and certainly want guys like Reichel and Vlasic and and those players getting some meaningful games too so um for uh for today we uh we have and and Rockford Icehawks coach Anders Sorison um was willing to talk to me just after um you know the series ended on Sunday today's Monday so he uh he talks uh, he talked to me for uh, I don't know 15-20 minutes we talked about development and um, you know, Reichel and Velasic's path and, um, and Cole Gutman and a few others. And then also, um, yeah, just overall philosophy. So, um, you know, I, I've, uh, I've talked to Anders a lot over the years and he's always interesting. I know he's someone that looks into analytics and, you know, he's done his own, his own tracking in the off season and playoffs and just, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a hockey nerd and, and loves talking hockey too. So I appreciate his time. Um, and here's, uh, Anders Sorensen. Anders, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, Scott. How, uh, I guess, relief after yesterday? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, happy, excited to uh, get the postseason going here. It was obviously uh, tight all the way in there. 
I suppose nice for them to take care of it in the first period pretty much yesterday too, huh? Yeah, I thought uh, our start was really good. And then uh, after that, I thought we did a good job of defending it. Was was the plan always to play Arvid in, in three games? Or what was sort of the thought process? Uh, well, I don't know if it was always the plan, but <laughs> yeah. it kind of it became the plan, uh, especially as well as he was playing. Um, obviously, Stauber has been playing really well for us as well. But we just felt like uh, with Arvid, uh, it took his game to another level here. What... Uh... I guess did you you sort of have to run that by him, or what, what's you know how do you kind of approach the third consecutive game? Yeah, uh, great question. Uh, we did have a dialogue for sure with him, uh, just making sure that he was uh, mentally and, and physically uh, sharp enough to to do that, and, and he didn't feel uh, like he could handle it. So that's what we did. What, what what's impressed you about his I guess his season and his development from the last few years? Uh, well, lots, lots of different things, but I think the biggest thing, uh, just his ability to kind of manage and understand the things that he can control and the things he can control and focus on the things he can control. And even within games, he's really good at that understanding that, Hey, there's nothing I can do about this goal or the situation. He kind of puts it behind him. Or if there was things that he can do about it, he wants to improve in that area or, or look at that. Is this is this different? Has this been different this season for you compared to last year? Or you know, you know, last year was interim job, and I mean, you guys finished with the same amount of points. But it, it, you know, every year in the American League, it seems like the adversities are different, and you guys are kind of you know, for a while there, you guys didn't have a lot of call ups or injuries, and then you know, Arvid's called up, and then there's a rash of injuries and you know, trades and in Chicago. How how how's this season been different for you? Well, I think you hit it on the head there. I think that that's that was the biggest difference this year compared to last year. It was more so the the, the revolving door that ended up kind of happening there, starting I think in November. There was it was you know we, there was injuries by us. There was injuries up top. There was call ups, and uh, because of that, the lineup looked different, completely different night to night at times. And uh, and that's part of the beat in American League. I think last year, I think we were able to kind of have a more stable group with the same more of the same guys. Uh, continuously all along, um, where this year was uh, different that way for sure. So it definitely created a different challenge for us. But I thought the guys that uh, came up from Indy or the guys that were on AHL contracts with us did a great job of playing through that and playing in those roles that uh, maybe they weren't expected to be in. How do you how do you handle that as a coach? How did you kind of, I guess, just maneuver through all that? <laughs> Yeah, great question. Uh, I mean, I think it's, it's it's our staff is great with uh, Jared and and uh, Clint Cameron and Peter Aubrey, and we just kind of we we work through things and try to figure out what 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 guys fit in the best in certain lines and roles and uh, whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. Keeps you on your toes. I think a lot of times you spend a lot of times at looking at lineups and uh, what would be a good fit. How much of, you know, I, I guess there are some different philosophies, and I know especially with the Chicago Wolves kind of making their decision recently, how they, you know, they, they think there's a balance between winning and, and developing. And, and it seemed like it was more of an approach by, you know, by Kyle Davidson this year and going out and getting Sini and Phillip and Sakura and, you know, all the, all the guys down the line. Was there more of a, I guess, a thought process that you feel like going into the season that we can, you know, we can better balance this or we can, um, yeah, even having some of those, you know, those, those veterans in would maybe supplement or help those younger players in a different way. 
Yeah, no, I, I do think, and I think there's a, there is a balance there. I think we've talked about this in the past. I definitely think there's a balance between winning and developing. I think there's a way to mirror the two. And, uh, you know, I think that when you add guys like we added, uh, it does, you know, the, the expectations are, you know, raised. But, you know, I got to remember those guys that we signed to, they want to play in NHL. They still, that's kind of their goal. They're still, it's not like they're, you know, 34, 35 years old. Uh, and we saw some examples of that with Dave Gust and even Luke Phillip getting their first NHL game and Sydney coming up. So those guys, would, which is what we like, we, we want them to strive to be in NHL still. Uh, and I think that, that kind of worked out well. And they, these guys want to win. and uh, They're winners. They want to win. And uh, that's a big part of it as well. What what differences have you noticed, I guess, under Kyle? Or, or just, have there been philosophical differences in what you guys are doing in development? Or uh, I guess that's the question I get the you know the, the most from the fans is like how is how are things changing with development? How are guys um, progressing? And and there was a span there where you know it didn't feel like Chicago was getting a lot of guys from Rockford, and 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 now you look at um, you know probably you know taking more time with, with Lucas Reichel, and you know certainly Alex Velasquez could have played in the NHL if if needed it early in the season, and there was a decision to keep him down. What what changed? Uh, you've been with the organization long enough. What what do you feel like has changed with, with with Kyle? Yeah, I think that that's probably the biggest thing I've noticed. Like you said, the uh, if you want to use the term overripen, you know, guys are overripen like Lucas and and Blast and other guys as well with Isaac Phillips and these guys were, probably could have played more in NHL this year. But uh, the decision to keep them down, keep working on their game. Uh, understanding there's value in that. And I think we saw that, especially with both Lucas and Blast coming up at the end of the year here, how well they played. And I think a lot of it is tribute to them just leaving them in the same spot for a while and really working on different parts of their game that they needed to improve on. Because um, once you get to the NHL, it gets a little bit tougher. The schedule is way different. The practice time is less. So maybe there's not as much time as develop. I still think you can develop when you're in the NHL, but there's definitely uh, – maybe a little bit less time and constraints there. So I think, uh, you know, using that, I think that's the biggest thing that they've implemented. Can you walk through the process a little bit? I, I know that you guys kind of sit down at the beginning of the season and, and talk about goals that, you you know, ways that you guys think that these players can improve, but also ask them for their input. And um, I know there's a lot of video and I know, you know, a lot of those, you know, Mark Eden, all those guys get on the ice. Um, I, 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 I know it's, it's not easy to boil down, but I, I get the, the whole process. Can you kind of describe it and sort of what, what the goals are and how do you guys pursue them? Yeah, no, I, I think you kind of you started off there the right way. We we do meet, so we we kind of decide like we speak with our development group and myself and our staff here, and then obviously management and and let's use uh, Vlasic for example. We get input from different uh, uh, if it's development staff or it's management and, and myself, the guys that see him every day, and we kind of then I then I sit down with the player and we determine um, you know some goals. And it's also player-driven where we want their input. We want to know what they're feeling, what they need to improve on, because it is really, it's player-centered. So once we come up, you know, a lot of times a player will probably realize the areas that we're seeing is the same areas they, they want to improve on or, or vice versa. A lot of, sometimes, you know, they come up with things that you're, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a good point. Didn't think about that. Um, so we come up with a couple of development goals. Uh, and then we start tracking those. We have our development team there that helps out with that. And uh, then they come in and work with guys on the ice, uh, wood video, 
uh, I'm always aware of, you know, what's going on and I get all the numbers and all the videos and, and uh, sometimes I'll sit with a player and, and I'll, but if not, it's Mark Eaton, Brian Keane, Chris Kunitz, and those guys will sit with players as well and kind of just follow up on, on the, where they're at in their, uh, in their process, so to speak. And I think it's helped a lot of the players. I think the players themselves really like it where I know what they do. They, they, express that so i think uh, it's a formula that we really uh think is working for us right now with with reichel what what was the plan this year and where, where have you seen the strides uh what what lucas it was is the stuff uh, you know uh the you know this the stuff that happens when he doesn't have the puck or if something happens the reaction to transition the reaction to if there is a turnover it doesn't have to be him it could be a teammate how he reacts after that and you know, staying engaged in battles and stopping on pucks has been a big thing for him. And I think he's made tremendous strides in that. Um, you know, big thing for him is just he's so dynamic with the puck. He's so dynamic off the rush. Uh, so for him, it was basically like, okay, what happens if there is a turnover? That, you know, we want him to be part of the equation to get the puck back for our team. And he did a great job of that. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's it's got to be neat to see that, that you know we're with a guy where it finally clicks or it seemed like this last time in Chicago where you you started seeing it translate more and more to what you know I, I guess from previous trips up there. Yeah, I, I mean I didn't see all the games, but just talking to the staff up there and talking to Kyle and Norm and, and the games that I watch, I was just really impressed with his progress and and just how comfortable he looked up there now. And, you know, obviously getting a little bit stronger, a little bit more mature helped him. But, I, I, yeah, I think uh, it was really uh, fun to watch. Can you notice a difference, I guess, when they come back to when, when Vlasic and Reichel, I guess, especially those two when, since they've returned? Yeah, for sure. I mean, just that their habits, you know, in terms of like how, how hard they can pass, you know, hard they pass the puck, the pace they're used to playing with, uh, coming back, you know, notice a big difference in that area. I guess the other one of the other success stories this year, there were a number one, but Cole Gutman seen, you know, the older guy, but it, it seemed like it, it clicked for him pretty quickly. And, um, you know, it, it seemed to translate down there and then then up in Chicago. What, what was the process working with him like? Yeah, he is super impressive with him, with Cole. He was, uh, you know, just from day one, you know, in those rookie games, you just see his instincts. Uh, both with the puck and without the puck and just how he competes and, and the way he puts himself on the ice in certain situations. Um, and he was one of those guys that when they sat down and met with him, he got injured when he first came, he had a concussion and came back and sitting down with him and kind of 
creating those development goals, um, he was one of those guys that brought up uh, a goal that he had kind of evaluated in himself that he needed to work on. Uh, that wasn't, you know, didn't come from us. And it made me like, oh, wow, like that was really, uh, I was really impressed with his thought process and how he evaluated himself as a player and that he kind of determined, okay, this is what I really need to improve on. Um, so that was one of those, oh, wow, moments, you know. So you, you learn from players as well, right? And, uh, you know, so, um, you know, great kid, just uh, he's a winner. What was the goal that he brought up that you guys weren't hadn't thought of? Yeah, no, he 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 really wanted to work on his uh, zone entries and just uh, being able to adjust to uh, the pro level instead of attacking guys one on one or attacking, just being able to delay finding space where the open spaces and being able to utilize his teammates coming in later or you know adding a deception of big guys in to to get his teammates more. Uh, uh, a better look at uh, scoring opportunities. I think when he came in, it was, you know, challenge, challenge, attack one-on-one a lot. And um, I think he kind of uh, realized that pretty quickly. That wasn't going to work at any, at this level. I know that we, we've talked just, you know, between you and I, we, you know, about analytics and even tracking games. And it seems like something that you, you, you're you open to and, and you, you try to find value in. What, you know, as a head coach, and, you know, I, I know the data is different. I know that you guys get some data down there. How, how do you utilize that? And I know you do your own personal tracking a bit. What, um, what, what's important to you as a coach when you look at, at, at that type of thing? Yeah, no, I mean, we, we, I think what Kyle has done there with Jeff Creamer coming in, the, the analytics stuff we have put in place there and what they're doing right now is really neat. I think it's, it's uh, being able to filter out the things that you have, uh, both on an individual basis for players and as a team, what you think is valuable. Uh, for me, obviously, you know, a couple of things that we really look at is, um, you know, the, the retrievals in the D zone, how do we get out of our D zone, right? Uh, and, it, and all contested stuff so that basically we're getting four-checked, how are we doing coming out of that? Uh, and obviously also, what are we giving up uh, in terms of uh, in the slot, inner slot, uh, super like lateral place, and then same thing, vice versa, all offensively, right? What, what, how are we creating those chances? Are we creating enough chances uh, off the rush? Are we creating enough chances in zone? And just looking at the, the value of the shots, like, you know, we're trying to really making sure that when we, we, you know, shot volume is one thing, but also the quality of our shots, you know, it's something that I really look at. With, with playoff hockey, do you, do you, is the game change, do you think? Uh, I think it changes for sure. I think it becomes more of a checking game, and not just uh, not just defensive, but off offensive for checking game. <laughs> uh, the news is for check. All those things become so much more important. So the more you can uh, create off your for check, the better off you're probably going to be than maybe in the regular season. Do, do you? I guess do, is that one of the focuses I get practice leading up to the the game one then. Yeah, yeah, it's something we talk about, right? And just, uh, you know, and that, that all ties into the puck management, right? So, you know, those decisions around the lines offensively or defensively, where we put ourselves uh, becomes so so much more important at this time of the year. So that's something we talk about. You, you, you've faced Iowa. I mean, you, you see a lot of these teams, teams so often. <laughs> yeah. um, how, what's what's the preparation like? Or, you know, obviously their team changes and, and who they, they bring up and, and, you know, the same as you guys. So how, you know, I guess preparing a game to game from a team, it can be so different. How do you, how do you go approach these playoffs? Well, just like you said, we play them 12 times in the year. Uh, we're in the process right now looking at their last couple of games. Have they changed anything? We haven't played them in about a month and a half here now, I believe. Um, 
So just, uh, I think we have a pretty good handle on, you know, what they haven't changed too much. So we, from what we saw earlier in the year, so it's more so a matter of finding out where, where can we, you know, where we can, we can find space offensively and where we can kind of suffocate their time and space. These two teams even go back to, I mean, it's the the prospect tournament before the season. I mean, there yeah. there's a bit of a rivalry between between some of these players, yeah. Yeah, we we played. I think we played them in the in the prospect tournament, like you said, prospect games, and then we, I think we played them in the preseason as well. So, I think we've seen them quite a bit here. So it should be a, should be a fun way to uh, you know start the playoffs off. What you know, I I I guess with these games too, there's there's balancing. I know you know Kyle and even Luke Richardson's talked about the value of these guys playing in big games, and you know you want to give prospects um, opportunities, but also put your best players out there. How do you how do you how do you balance that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the uh, you know the guys that have been there all year, the prospects that we have that have been with us all year, and then some of the older guys that have been there. Uh, deserve to get the first look at it, right? Uh, we had some young kids coming in from college and juniors that are part of the group right now, but you know, and it all depends on the injuries and how deep you go in the playoffs. But um, you know, I think the big thing is for guys like uh, Reichel, Vlasic, Phillips, and you know, Arvid, um, even some of those older guys, the you know, with Philper and Grimald and all these guys, they've been around a little bit. Giving them the the opportunity to play in those situations is huge. Yeah, the, the roster has definitely grown over the last few weeks, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has. Yeah, no, it's it's good. There's some uh, fresh faces coming in. Uh, they've been great. Uh, they're you know we kind of got a little bit of an extra group skate going on, and some of them participated in practice as well. But all the guys that have been coming in have been great, and I think a lot of it first couple of years here, like with Hayes and Leipen and Rolston, it's their first taste of pro hockey. Just being around, being around your Luke folk you know, David Gust, Grimaldi's, and just see how they, you know, Joey Anderson, see how they uh, prepare themselves and how they're getting ready, I think is a big learning uh, factor for them. How was, you know, I, you know, I know Camacho is going to be there too. And, and you guys have had, not yeah. not that he's going to play, but I, I know even at the end of the season, you guys had a balance having the three goalies. And was was that challenging at all? Or I, I guess Kadobin, I, I, I'm sure, was kind of understanding the situation too. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's it, every every you know every situation has its own little challenges, but I think uh, Peter Albert does our goalies does a great job of uh, communicating with them, letting them know you know what we need to do in terms of practice or extra skates for those guys, and making sure we allocate enough time for those guys to get uh, the ice they need and the work they need, and at the same time, whoever's going to play in net, making sure he's ready to play the game as well what's that relationship like with Luke and what, what, what sort of, you know, it seems like a lot of guys have come up this year and, and certainly fit the system and, you know, and he's, and he's credited you and your staff and what's, you know, I guess that what's that like been, you know, you, you've, you've worked under a couple of different head coaches now in the NHL and just kind of adjusting and kind of learning what, what they want. And I'm sure teaching different systems and um, what, what's that adjustment been like for you? I think it's been. I think it's been really good. I think Luke is very clear on the concepts and the habits that he wanted the players to have in order to come up, uh, and so that was kind of up to us to make sure we're installed, you know, instilled that in them. And um, I think that um, you know the guys that come up, they know the concepts and the system that he wants and what the habits that he looked for, and uh, very clear expectations, which I think helps. What um, are you excited? What's what's this time of year like for you? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it is. And it's very exciting, right? I mean, it, we feel like we've kind of been in a playoffs mode here for the last four or some weeks, I think. But uh, so I think uh, we're, we'll, uh, it's exciting to get going, right? Usually this time of the year, the weather is a little bit nicer. But <laughs> I know we had a nice week last week. But yeah, no, we're looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully on Wednesday here, it should be a good crowd at the BMO and just come out. And it's our first, you know, our home game. So making sure we set the tone early. But it's, yeah, definitely exciting. That's good. Um, oh, is there anything else you wanted to add? Anything I missed? Uh, not that I can think of. No, it's all no, good. No, <laughs> Anders, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, I appreciate it. And I know that I can't fix it. I can help even just a little bit. Won't you let me try? As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.